This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. No matter where you are in the world, you can hear us daily on the radio in Tampa Bay on AM 570, 910, and FM 102.1. But every day, also on online at iHeartRadio.com and Let'sTalkFaith.com. Rebroadcast daily on Talk America Radio, on podcast, on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and of course, Faith Play. However you're listening, make sure you tell a friend and know that we've prayed for you before the show. Every stinking Day. That's right. We love praying for you. Ross Harrop has a unique relationship with Martha and I. The Lord brought Ross into my life first in December of 2011. Then on a fateful day, Valentine's of 2012, <laughs> Ross and I sat down at Panera in Bel Air Bluffs and talked about what he wanted to do with the rest of his life. As the Lord moved, it eventually led Ross Harrop to become a local C12 chair. Then, when we went on the air, Ross become, became a many-time guest and then a monthly guest host. When I work for him, became a nonprofit. Ross and his lovely wife, Jill, joined our board of directors to add spice and, of course, the tough questions. Today, Ross Harrop turns the table from C12 ministry in the marketplace to board of director of I work for him. Ross asks the tough questions. We answer them. Most of them. Ross Harrop, here we go. You know, first of all, I am so delighted that after all these years, Martha, that he is willing to admit that uh, it was Valentine's Day of 2012 in which he and I sat down in Panera. And there's always been a Valentine cookie uh, or some heart-shaped remembrance every year that I deliver to the (laughs) two of you. And and the fact that you have always hidden this fact, I'm... I know. It's like... Out I, there being told to everybody <laughs> now. now. Trying to figure out when out. I hit it. It just um, you 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 did you failed to recognize it. <laughs> you brought me flowers that blush. one year. When you brought me flowers that one year, it was a little over the top. All right, so you know that's your Ross, friendship. I get the first question. Then I'm going to let you yeah, ask the question. Yeah, this right. will be a dialogue today. This really? Is, oh, yeah. Okay, you promise? Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Now, Ross is feeling slightly under the weather, so Martha's about 10 feet away from him in the studio. <laughs> make sure she doesn't get I'm sick. I'm leaning back now. Ross Harrop, why did you commit to being part of the I Work For Him board of directors? What was it about I Work For Him, the message that resonates with you that said, I want to be part of this on a national basis? Well, I want to really go back to what we joked about a few moments ago. And that is the fact that when I had eliminated my position as an executive pastor in Colorado Springs and moved here, was looking to get involved, you were the one person that, um, that, that understood what I was looking for. And that it wasn't a midlife crisis, uh, but in fact, I was, as I said at the time, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I want to get aligned with where God would have me at work. Somewhere that he's already at work, and I'm just going to come alongside of him and work with him. And Jim, so when you and Martha began this ministry, it was only fitting that I would come alongside you and affirm you and encourage you and Martha as you did for me, because, and, and, and that's always had a great impact on me, 
And even today, as I meet young uh, people, well, not even young people, but people that are looking to make a change, I, I just have a heart for being open to them as you were open to me. So what and you're saying is we're young people, and so you're willing to be open to us, too. <laughs> that, that's exactly. That's what you're saying. That, that's exactly how to twist words. This is wonderful. <laughs> but it was, and, and not only that, uh, since I've been involved in, uh, because you were the person that introduced me to the Hitchcocks and the C12 group and, and, and their, the movement, I've used words to describe C12 as we build great businesses for a greater purpose. Uh, I'll often say we build a bridge between the Sunday morning sermon and the Monday morning madness. Well, Jim, when I'm listening to you on a, on a weekday afternoon and uh, listening in the car or at home, you'll use almost the same words. So it just makes sense that we would be aligned for this kingdom movement called I Work For Him. And it really is. We are very well aligned. And C12, you know, again, one of those ministries that we have highlighted it, more than almost any other ministry because they're turning out kingdom-focused business people all over the country. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely love that. Absolutely love it. Well, you're always talking about work as worship. And and we're also talking, uh, as we do, about business as ministry. It's not an or. It's, a, it's an and. And then so often you're talking about life on mission. And uh, you do that through your marriage uh, conversations and your the people that you have on the show and so I, I just it's just a natural alignment beyond just our our friendship to join you on the board and to become a not-for-profit is uh, this is a big deal and that's why when you and I were talking about this year's show um, and featuring C12 as we do uh, at least once a month that I, I asked if I could come on and just talk to the two of you about um, this this amazing ministry that is now a not for profit, and uh, by design, it's a business model for uh, impacting the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is something that a lot of people tuning in today may not have heard that fantastic news. Right before Christmas, we got the letter from the IRS that uh, said <laughs> that that Kleenex. You could hear the Kleenex on the air. <laughs> Ross is still fighting. He got some. He got some plague in the tube flying through the air at 37,000 feet. Uh, so the, this not-for-profit um, got approved by the IRS uh, right before Christmas, and it really was a Christmas present to us, something we've been working on for so many years to really focus on, hey, this is not about Jim and Martha. This is no longer owned by Jim and Martha. This is a ministry and a mission that God has called us to. Lord, we're hold it up open-handed to you, and what do you want to do with it next? And, and how do you want to support it? Because it's it's not something... We, we want to be strategic with it, as you, as you said, but we want to make sure we use it to multiply the impact of Christ followers in their workplaces all across the country. And that's what I hope that we can present today through just this dialogue that we have among the three of us and sharing with the, our audience, not only in Tampa Bay, but across the world, who have been impacted, have been touched, and how they can become part of it. And I know uh, that there are several ministries that Jill and I are, are part of and support, and uh, you get touched. Sometimes it's by that pastor on the radio. Perhaps it's, it's that um, some of those that you have had on the air as well, that you get touched by them, and you go, wow, I want to be part of that. And so that's part of what we want to do today, I think, as well. All right, so I'm going to turn over control to you. 
<laughs> Keep that sound bite there, Michael. <laughs> so let's let's go back to the beginning and and as as you were starting this ministry and understanding that you had had turned it over to God, what is it you want us to do with it? What has God said to you that has given you the clarity? What is the purpose now that you can declare now officially as a not-for-profit? You know, I really believe, and Martha, let you echo or, or contrast or whatever, but I really believe that I work for him has become the platform, the mouthpiece of a faith and work movement, the radio mouthpiece of the faith and work movement, but really not just to have a place to talk, but to be a catalyst for collaboration of ministries and Christ followers in cities across the country, bringing them together on a common platform to share what the Lord is doing in workplaces and the marketplace all over the country. And, and I have to, before Martha, you respond, mm-hmm. I think that also when you're talking about marriages, you're talking about ministering to the very people that the, that these employers right. and uh, touch and, and they, um, even the, the person in the next uh, cubicle and what they're facing. So the sensitivity to that. Martha, how would you respond to it? Um, well, I the same word... Um, that Jim said in the midst of what he said was um, the mouthpiece. And I really feel like no matter what um, alliterations, what the vision mission statements are that we keep wrestling with, because, you know, we want to be concise in what we explain to people, but ultimately it's being that mouthpiece for all these amazing things that got things that God is doing in people's workplaces all over the world. And we focus on marriages on Tuesdays, because our marriages are to be a light to the community, a light to the country, and and an encouragement. And that's what we're talking about. That's why we dedicate that, because if our marriages are a mess, our witness gets compromised. As Ross is a part of our board of directors, as I work for him, went national and went as a not-for-profit organization in December, as we plan on just being obedient to what the Lord is calling us to do, which is bring the message of I work for him across the country, which this message is a message of promoting what the Lord is doing in workplaces across the country, whether it's ministries that are touching the workplace, whether it's people that have testimonies about how the Lord is using them in their workplace, that is what we do. We don't have something that we sell. We have a message that we're trying to just echo so that you can hear it. And we want we have testimonies we want you guys to hear. And that's what we do every day in I work room, just trying to keep Everybody up to date is how is the Lord moving? The Lord has done amazing things in our world and does it every day in workplaces. And we just want you to be a part of what's going on so that you too can be encouraged to put your faith into action every day in a workplace. Ross? So Jim, just so our listeners know, if if there is a topic that's on their mind, it's on their heart because of life circumstances, or perhaps it's even a sermon they heard, or a, a message that they've received, that um, that they want to know about a particular topic, you've got an incredible library of all of these past um, uh, shows that you've right. had. So how, let's start right there. How would they do that? How do they get into that and, and follow up because I know I go back and listen. So uh, how, how might we encourage them to do that? So Martha, I'm going to I'm going to address that because it's kind of funny because yes, 
yesterday. Was it just yesterday we took down the Christmas tree? Yes. Yes, that was just yesterday. I actually went back and listened to some podcasts that I had missed. So um, there's lots of different ways to do it. But if they just go to our website, which is iworkforhim.com, we have a listen tab. And on that listen tab, there's an option for podcasts. And they people can, if you are an Android user or an Apple user, there's both forms of um, iTunes and um, Google Play Stitcher, no, Google Play Music, as well as other platforms that we have out there as options for people to download the podcast. They'll get them automatically. They can listen to them when they want. Um, another great way is we have a thing, there's a subscribe button on our website where people can subscribe to either a daily email that gives them the show from the day before, or if you do the weekly email, you get Jim's blog on Friday at noon. and Which is a pretty good blog. That's an excellent blog. Well, Martha edits it. That's what makes it excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a team no, team answer. approach. I write but, it. She cuts half it out. <laughs> yeah, he might be a little wordy. wordy. Yeah, yeah, he just yes. might be. You don't make comments. You wordy, <laughs> Doctor Wordy, right there. Yeah, you sent an email earlier. I haven't even finished reading it yet. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyway, if they sign up for that weekly email, which is my favorite, is you get the blog on Friday, and then you get the shows from the past week. You get a little blurb about them. You can click on them and listen to them right there. Um, it just kind of gives you a week in review, which is kind of nice as well. So there's a lot of ways, but yeah. I did that just yesterday because I want. There were a couple that Jim had done ahead of time to get ready for that Christmas, New Year's week, and I wanted to hear them, and I had missed them. So 948 shows in our archive. Yesterday was number 948, and we did a replay yesterday of a show I wanted everybody to hear. And since there was a, most people were on vacation yesterday, we wanted people to hear it, which was all about. Uh, David Gibbs III. Yes. And our rights in the workplace. Of, one our, of my favorites. Uh, and we, you know, he, he had, that was the day where it was an October <laughs> show. I told every, I told I told everybody, hey, get out your pen and paper so you can write down everything David said. He goes, Jim, it's the 21st century. People can just get out their pad and they can write it. Yeah, they can just. He called you a dinosaur. Yeah, he called me a dinosaur because I told everybody to get out pen and paper and yep. write down what he said. Yeah, he is. Uh, Did that affect you, honey? You I'm still thinking kind of, about it. You're kind of burdened by that. Not me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> David Gibbs III. Well, he is. David. Uh, you know, and and David was one of many uh, in in uh, over the past uh, few years that I've listened. It's to almost who, five that that were you know life changing, and yeah. uh, uh, and David has an incredible. It's one of those great resources well. you should give to every C twelve member. They should listen to that show because. They need to know what their rights are in the workplace. Absolutely, mm. absolutely, and as we had him come in as a speaker, oh, you did you inter- introduce them uh, a couple of years ago. All right, so so let's look at the future of I work for him, and where do you see God leading um, in in this in twenty eighteen and, and beyond? Okay, just being funny. I just want to give it you know five seconds of quiet time. I, I mean, where I that really was like one second was it? Yeah. It felt like five. I know. Um, where I see the Lord leading is that I really believe we will one day be on 500 to 1,000 stations, as well as being part of a, a large community of, of, collab, of collaborating communities of believers in many different workplaces in cities across the country. So not just being on the air, but being part of the movement of God on the air in those cities. Uh, but right now, there's no money to do that. You know, right now, we're, we're, we're just... We're, we're doing in Tampa. So our goal in Tampa is to expand our audience in Tampa, but then to grow the podcast audience so that maybe we can get to a million downloads a year uh, because we can impact a lot. There's a lot of people who never listen to the radio. So let's focus on the podcast audience. But I really believe 
what the Lord laid on my heart on Sunday while we we're worshiping at church at uh, Calvary and Seminole, a little plug for them, was that because right now we're not going to be able to go to those cities and broadcast, right now we're going to assign weeks of the year, you know, of the 52 and a half weeks that we have every year, take a week a, 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 one of the weeks and give it to Austin, Texas. Another week, give it to you know Providence, Rhode Island. Another week, give it to Atlanta, Georgia. And go over, across the country, Portland, Oregon, and say, hey, Portland, Oregon, talk to me about who are your organizations that are really impacting the workplace? Who are the ministries? Give me some business people that are living it out. Give some workplace professionals that are living it out. Let's highlight what the Lord is doing there. And let's start gaining momentum across the country in these cities far and wide even though we're broadcasting right here, but on iHeartRadio, because iHeartRadio goes everywhere. Yeah, and one of the exciting things about that is we have said all along, we have felt God really press on us. What we talk about isn't just a message for Tampa Bay. It is a message for Tampa Bay, but it's not unique in the sense that God has called us all in our workplaces and uh, helping that to become alive in people, to really understand that, bridge, as you said, between the Sunday sermon and the Monday madness is um, something that all believers need to grasp. And we just want to be able to help do that and be that conduit. So doing that in all these different cities um, gives us that opportunity. Well, and you've done that. My goodness, Mm -hmm. where you visited in November and you shared what some of the best of yeah. what companies are doing, and uh, remind me of the uh, of the construction company, the builder who yes. had Waffle Wednesday, Beatenbow oh, Homes, Beatenbow Homes in Lubbock, Texas. Homes. I, I know was... you're you're just dreaming a Waffle Wednesday. What? No, <laughs> it was an amazing, but that was an amazing breakfast. While we were there to celebrate Waffle Wednesday, tons and tons and tons of their employees were there early on a Wednesday morning. We went in there. It was a cold morning in Lubbock, Texas, about forty degrees, and. And these, the fellowship going on around tables and stools and standing up and around the Christmas tree, I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, I shared th- that, um, that podcast with, with uh, several of my members who I mm-hmm. said, you have to listen to this. Mm-hmm. This is the next step for you in the um, incredible ministry that you're doing right here in Tampa Bay. And uh, so you know, keep up that, that great. So how do you plan on accomplishing this? Which part? Getting that out. <laughs> okay. uh, what, what does that look yeah, like? I, at least in the in the twenty thousand foot. Uh, right. We're level? gonna. We have several different people who are experts in marketing that we're going to use as resources to help us get the podcast growth exploded. That's that's one. So we've got three different sets of marketing people that are really great that have said, "Hey, how can we help?" and and we're going to go to them for help. And we've got some, or if or, somebody out there knows of oh. somebody like this is their specialty. I mean, this is one of the things we've said all along for the last five years. We're in a world that we're learning as we go. Like I didn't know anything about podcasting, and I still really don't know a whole lot about it. And apparently, iTunes just changed their like the way they do things and they don't tell the podcasters. So it's like when numbers change, you don't know why. So anyway, we need an expert. We need somebody who says, this is how we can um, help the podcast reach more people. Um, And so that is something that is a real prayer of ours. So, so that's, that's one thing. I think the biggest thing for growing, I work for him is partnering with, Business people, marketplace people, workplace people. And I say that all three categories because some people consider themselves business people. Some people consider themselves part of the marketplace. And some people go, I'm not part of either. But I have a workplace. But you have a job. That will help find supporters for us to 
buy airtime in those cities across the country so that we can then come and locate ourselves for a couple of weeks and launch those stations and stay with people. We don't want to stay in hotels. We want to stay with people and fellowship with people and get to know people and help be a catalyst for change and collaboration among ministries in those cities. That's going to take networking. It's really just, a, that's a fancy word, spiritual word for networking. You know, how do we, we're going, we want to network across the country to make sure that if something really cool is going on in Tampa, Florida, it can be reproduced across the country or something really cool is going on in Lubbock, Texas, like Waffle Wednesdays, it can be reproduced across the country in Christian businesses everywhere to promote, just promote the employees and how much they're loved by people. I mean, we want to make sure that that stuff is getting reproduced and how we love on our employees. Right. And how, so yeah. That's a responsibility we have that I hear um, every afternoon, uh, Monday through Friday. And, and we want to, we want to, the whole reason we highlight stuff is going on in other parts of the country is so that it can be reproduced wherever the show is being heard Absolutely. because faith stories inspire other faith stories. Ross, you have been just asking us what, you know, really, where's I work for him? Go and talk, you know, go ahead and ask away. I'm turning the reins back over to you. <laughs> oh, that is so hard for me. It, it is. It is <laughs> now, hard. But Jim and Martha, I'd like to know, uh, as one who's been promoting for a, uh, for a long time, you becoming a, an official not-for-profit. You got that magical letter just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So what does that na- mean now? You just, I, I, just listening, um, sitting here, is you're talking about how the audience can join and support, become a giver. So mm-hmm. what does that mean, and what will that, that giving do uh, for I work for him in, in to fulfill the mission that, that you have. Well, I mean, some of the, you know, money coming into I work for him goes to a number of things. Number one, it goes to buy radio time. Radio time, it's not free. We don't come on that. We're not paid to be on the radio. We pay to be on the radio. Uh, some of it goes towards logistics, just getting us places to, to, I mean, we've been traveling all over the country to do, ever to, uh, to do radio shows. And so some of it goes to logistics. Some of it goes to salaries. I mean, you, you got to pay people to work. Yeah. That's just fair. That's a that's a biblical principle. Pay people for doing their work, and so some of that is to go towards uh, supporting Martha and I for the full time work that we do at I work for him. We've got a couple of part time people that help us out. Uh, but when you look at a budget for going nationwide, a very small portion of it is salaries. The majority of it goes to buying buying airtime. Airtime, yeah, and 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 that's part of what the people don't understand because they think that uh, listening to a, a typical radio station that these are celebrities of, of sort and and uh, that they're well paid, and many of them are. Um, but that is not the case for well, only Rush Limbaugh is really well paid. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Sean Hannity maybe. And yet, the uh, the fact is, I know that you haven't ever taken a salary for the work that you've done all these years for right. uh, I work for him as a ministry and on the radio. So that is um, that's an important part of, of all of this. Yet, but that's the cool part. That's the cool part. I mean, if you really look at the cool part, up to this point in time, and that's going to change in 2017. Up to this point in time. It, the Lord has provided for us to get supported other places while we've been waiting to get the nonprofit in place. And so we have, we live very conservatively, but the Lord has provided. If you see a picture of me, I'm not an emaciated, hungry person. I, I'm okay. I've noticed that. Yeah. 
Oh, my word. Yeah. You told me I couldn't make you laugh today, so I'm being really nice. <laughs> anyway, but that, so it's the, the cool part is that God has provided. He's the one that called us to this, and he has provided up to this point in time. But I think that things are changing. We're going to give more people an opportunity to really partner in this ministry. And so part of that is responding to that request that you made at the last break, that people can go online, yeah. and there's a tab there that they mm-hmm. can find, and that they can contribute and be part of it. If they wanted to know in the past, I wish I could give back to Jim and Martha for what they've given to me, then they can do that. That's they, correct. They can. And that's one of the things I wanted to speak to is just the fact that that's, that's involvement. That's one aspect of involvement for us is people actively participating in the um, sustaining of the ministry. And um, we don't take that lightly. We have a core value of generosity. So we understand um, a, f- a cheerful giver and, you know, a lot of those concepts. And we've talked about them a lot on the radio and w- we're very thankful for that. And no matter the size of the gift, the fact that someone is willing to, t- to, to see that they're a part of the growth, a part of what they want other people to hear what they're hearing. And that's exciting to me when, when people make that decision and say, I want to give something. And um, we have a, a great little um, tab, like you said, on the website that gives people lots of options and and they can use that. But we don't want to, we're not going to be one of those ministries that's asking for money on the radio. That, that's not our goal. Our goal is to be a ministry to ministries. When we highlight a ministry in the air, we're okay with saying, hey, if this ministry really resonates with you, support this ministry. Um, mm-hmm. Yet, if there's some people out there that are like, wow, we want to help the message of I work for him, get across the country into the highways and byways, into the hinterlands of our country. And there's plenty of those hinterlands we we drove across. Those are places where very few people have ever trodden. (laughs) It sounds very Norwegian. (laughs) Western Texas. Yeah, and Minnesota. Minnesota for sure. Yeah, for sure. You you betcha. Where where it was 40 below this morning. So isn't it that, what's the temperature here? It must be close to that here. It was pretty close. I got long sleeves and long pants on today. You know it's cold. For so sure. as you have have been on this journey, you're talking about the adventure, the journey, um, what have been the unique challenges for you personally? I'm going to start with Martha on this one. So um, what have been the unique challenges for you? Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> Besides, he's the, talking about me. I'm really not re- deflecting that to you in any way. Um, well, kind of what I hinted at earlier when we were talking about the podcast is that this is a whole world that we've really known nothing about as how to do radio and how to get it out to people. I know how to be a consumer of those things. Right. And it's the same thing I used in my retail experience. How would I want to be as a receiver of it? And how would I receive it, whether it's Facebook or you know the podcast? But anyway, it's learning has been the biggest challenge. What do I need to learn and where do I need to go to find out how to do that? So that I don't know what I don't know has been part of this journey for you. Oh my goodness, every day. (laughs) The details is your part of the operation. So let me talk to... uh, She was really nice. She didn't say working side by side with me every moment of every day. Because I know he's going to talk about that. We're going to get get to that. That wasn't the question, sir. So what has been the greatest challenge you're a you're a get it done kind of guy Hmm. and uh, so what is the greatest challenge been for you jim in april of 2016 we sat at an easter service Mm. and uh, we uh, the pastor said what's one word you hear from the lord right now 
And have my word the right word there. I heard was now. Actually, it was April 2017, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just this okay. past Easter. Okay, so eight months ago. Yes. That had been after 10 months of us, you know, we, 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 we quit our jobs and went full-time and I work for him June 1st of 2016. And we really figured, I felt the Lord say, start your national networking. Let's get this thing going. I'm behind this. You need to go. Go time. And then when we got to April of 2017, the word I got in the Easter service 2017 was now. Like, okay, now. Now we're going to get paid. Now we're time to go national. Now, but I think the biggest challenge for me personally has been, Lord, I know the, you've told me to think bigger than I should ever think than I could ever think, but it's being patient and waiting. And just like I said to you this morning on the phone as we were prepping, that I want to be obedient and I don't want to move forward unless I have clear direction. And so it's been waiting for me for a guy that's used to doing it. But we've gotten ahead of the Lord before in this deal, and it's been painful. And we know that no, we just need to wait. This is the Lord's deal. We weren't. We wouldn't be on radio, as you know, Ross Harrop, if. If we hadn't prayed, hey, Lord, use this in a way where nobody, where, where our success could never be attributed to us. So we're on radio, not my background, not our background. And so we, I want to do it the way the Lord wants to do it. So it's just waiting. Lord, make it clear or I'm not moving. So that was, uh, that was your word was now. Now. Martha, tell us about you got this little card. I do. And we were at my sister's church Easter Sunday. And I've said this before on air. I was kind of mad at the word God gave me because it really goes with what I just shared with you was my challenges is that right. I'm being asked to do a lot of things I don't know how to do. And yet the Lord told me I was qualified. My word was qualified. And um, I, I think because I don't believe it. And I know that God's equipped me with things that I that I don't even know that I can do because I've never tried them before. Doesn't mean I'm going to be an expert marketer, but I can figure out what I need to do so that we can find when the time is right somebody to help us. So that was my word. You know, Qualified. I think it's I think it's interesting, and you're you know I see that card right up here mm -hmm. in the studio uh, mm -hmm. at your where you work every day. And uh, the word qualified, isn't it amazing that, that Scripture is full of stories where God is telling us that he equips or uh, calls the, or equips the called rather right. than called the equipped. Mm -hmm. and, and so um, so as he has equipped you for every step of this journey, and uh, as I tell people uh, going on your radio show that that Jim, you've become a, a, a true professional in this because anyone that comes into studio is going to know what you're going to talk about. You've prepped them well. You do your homework. And while this may not have been your background, mm -hmm. you know, God has a certainly equipped you and, uh, and has prepared you for, for what you're doing together. I want to I talk about um, this, this challenge as a couple. What's it like? I know that there's a chemistry for the two of you in the studio, but I know that there has to be tension at other times as you're working through procedurally what we're going to do next. And you, that now was was a word that God gave you. Uh, obedience is one that you uh, have worked on. So, so what for the two of you? I'd like to put on the record that God told Moses somewhere in there at, at age 40 now, 
and then it took 40 years till there was the next step. So, you know, I, I, <laughs> the next now. It was, it just is an interesting thing. I, I would tell you, as a couple, one of the things that's been amazing is that uh, the challenges are, you know, we are with each other really 24 7, 365. Every once in a while, I say, Martha, you probably need to get away from me and need some, ex- some alone time. Uh, but it's been, we've learned more about each other. We've known each other since we were 16. So, a lot of years. 20 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pinocchio. I know we're for not that, that young. Yeah. Thank you, Pinocchio. But, that was but good. It, it has been just being able to work through those days when we're frustrated because this God's not moving fast as fast as we thought. And when we're learning these things that are difficult, that it has been I think the biggest thing has just been being transparent and vulnerable. But out of our own joint leadership, it, it is we have submitted to praying together multiple times a day when things are rough. Either I'll stand up and grab Martha's hands and say, we need to pray, or Martha will stand up and grab my hands, we need to pray. That it is is something that we have just just submitted to prayer. We're praying a lot more together. Neat. Martha, what about for you? What is, what's that challenge been like? And we're, we're closing out here. But. Yes, we are. So we love working together. We've done that for off and on throughout our career. And um, I think the biggest challenge is when we know that we need to be on the same page about something and, and trying to figure out how to get there. And, um, you know, compromising. We're both kind of strong. And not moving until we are in agreement. Yes. Yeah, that abiding is so important. And uh, you talk about it often on the air. And uh, I I think that's part of the the magic of your chemistry Mm -hmm. and uh, your obedience to God. We have magic in our chemistry. Wow, just an exciting day as you get to hear a little bit from our hearts, but we're not asking the questions. That makes it more fun. We should sit back, relax, and Ross have all the hard, hard work. You realize it is actually Tuesday. It is a Together on Tuesdays <laughs> with Jim and Martha. It is. That is kind of why we so, planned it this way. That's what it was. That's what it was. Interesting. Yes. Well, again, I had asked if we could do the C12 uh, Ministry in the Marketplace show on January 2nd so that we could kick off 2018 talking about this incredible ministry and what happened with that little letter that you got just before mm-hmm. Christmas saying that you were an officially recognized 501c3 and that's a big deal for uh for i work for him so the last segment as we were ending up we were talking about how working together so closely has impacted your your marriage and gave jim a little more time i'd like you to respond martha because um we talk about the importance of abiding but there are people sitting in their car right now and uh, that that perhaps it's a husband and a wife that are working together and they're they're uh, they may be in separate cars right now but they're like well you don't know what it's like working in my workplace so what do you say to them I know you do it every Tuesday you have this conversation but so what what has it been like for you and and what have you learned well I do know that not every couple has been designed to actually work together. And I think that people need to acknowledge that. But people will say, oh, I could never spend all day, every day with my husband. I'm like, but you're married to them. This is what I think in my head. I'm not one to um, call people out on the carpet as much as I maybe should. I don't know. But I hope that um, people look at the fact and go, okay, but if you are married to this person, um, certainly God gives you 
the grace and the love to want to spend time with that person. And um, honestly, the way our culture is set up, we don't get the time because of work. And so we're very fortunate to be able to spend time together. Yes, you do need, we're learning things. And this is what I want to speak to with couples. If you work together, uh, just like we are learning, we need to have boundaries. We need to have something to talk about other than I work for him. Um, although we're passionate about it. So we love talking about it. But um, those are, you know, learning how to live a whole life and a very integrated life doesn't mean that your work is integrated in everything that you do, but that God is. And so really trying to, to figure that out. And it's been a it's been a, um, a lesson, a learning time for us. But, 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 but you just brought up a great point. You know, it, it's God in everything we do. I mean, so many of us operate our businesses, our, our daily lives, and we only involve things, God in things that we can't figure it out for ourselves. And one of the things we've been learning is to involve God in every step, even when we feel confident that we know the step, to still involve God in that step, to make sure that we are not doing something he doesn't want to do. I mean, ask God questions about the things that we would normally just take a routine that we do out of right. just normal. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and and yet that passion that you have comes across and you do that through the people that you interview. And, mm-hmm. I, and I've shared this with you before, but just before Christmas, you had your mom and dad on and you were down in Fort Myers and doing that interview. And that was incredible. And they've been married how many years? 62 62 years and um and and to have joined them in in their by their dining room table Mm -hmm. i I, you know i felt like i was getting an insight into how to make a good marriage great Mm -hmm. just listening to the the love that they have for each other and the love that they had for the lord and and that's comes across in your your broadcast each and every day as well not only the 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 work is worship message but also loving on each other, but loving on your employees as as well. So just one more comment on that is the fact that um, trying to not paint a perfect picture is really important. (gasps) People listen to us. I know. know, People know know we're not perfect because we (laughs) have lots of screw-ups. And, you know, we wear our life on our sleeve. We share it a lot. But going back to my interview, the interview with my mom and dad, they shared things that were hard in their marriage as well. And I think that that's really important that we don't, in all of our life, paint that this is you know everything is going great we don't want to be you know bah humbug either but but being real and that's one of the things that i guess god's gifted us with the ability to be real and i hope that people can learn from what we've gone through and also be encouraged by it and go you know what i can i can make it through this with god's help because I've seen somebody else do it. Absolutely. And I thought that, in, and I'll wrap up, because I've never met your mom and dad, but I feel like I know them. And when, when Ted was talking about the, the Dale Carnegie rep yeah. who brought them to a, re, a real relationship with Christ, and that was his ministry, he, that, that individual shared from his heart what what his relationship with uh, the lord was he lived that, out i work for him every day it's amazing yeah it was amazing mm-hmm. so you 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 reach people in a lot of different ways um so as you're looking at implementing the great vision that you have what's the greatest opposition that that you face as you look at it hmm. besides patience i think patience is the number one opposition because i i I'm ready to go, 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 go. And yet I've surrounded very specifically us 
with trusted advisors that will we will all listen to the Lord. And when we are all in unity, then we'll know we need to go. And it's not just up to me because I could I could make myself get my way all the time because <laughs> I can force myself. But I've done that. I don't want to be there. Well, so if I, anybody's read your blog for this year, you're committed to James one nineteen. Um, you know, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And that whole, I think the slow to speak is the patience part, if I were to. Oh, he's being slow to speak. <laughs> okay. You know, we are on the radio, okay, so okay. people couldn't so, get that. <laughs> but I would think the biggest, I don't know if it's an obstacle, the biggest opportunity is waiting for the Lord to provide for us, you know, in cities across America, provide for us stations that want to play what we talk about and provide people that will help buy that airtime. Because the good news is, our staff to produce this show does not need to change whether we're on 10 station or 10 stations or 500 stations it doesn't need to change and so the biggest opportunity is for people to come alongside of us but it's an obstacle because it's a money thing but the good news is god owns the cattle on a thousand hills really 10 million hills well, we'll know we're ready to move forward to the radio expansion on radio waves when god provides for it but in the meantime we believe we're ready to start exploding the podcast audience, the iHeartRadio audience, and to grow the Tampa Bay audience, which is you know an audience that could potentially be five million people. We're we're ready for that now because we've got the budget for that now. What's amazing to me is that in in the C twelve movement, we we talk about God owns it all, and helping people come alongside to the point that they recognize it too that God is the owner and they are the mm -hmm. stewards. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see that development in the, in the C12 members uh, uh, each and every month. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's an amazing uh, um, privilege to be on the journey with folks. Sure. Um, so what would you say that, that you need from us um, as, as you look f as an audience for 2018? Um, what do you want... You've alluded to it a couple of different ways, but mm -hmm. what would be your request of your audience, who, most of whom listen to you regularly, that, that get to know you? What, what do you need from them? You know, the, a couple things come to mind. One is that if you are connected to people in other parts of the country, um, and maybe you're listening to us in other parts of the country already, but we don't know. We don't know where all those the listeners are. Um, if you know of people that have a story to tell that aligns with what we talk about and I work for him, to connect us, to for people to s send Jim an email and say, hey, I'd really like to introduce you to my uncle in... Boise, Idaho, you know, because he's doing an amazing thing in his... Oh, what he's doing with that I, corn I, on the top. Oh. <laughs> Who knows? But um, <clears throat> but that connection, that's a huge thing because right. we want, again, to be that mouthpiece and to share with people. Um, another thing is sharing the podcast. I love it when you said you circulated the podcast sure. link to people and you said, hey, you really need to hear this. You know, it's like hearing that Sunday sermon when you're going, you know, nudging that person and going, hey, you really need to hear what this sermon said. But... This, this applies in our workplace, and there's so many people that can, you know, just be inspired by somebody we've had on the radio. So sharing in that way. Those are just a couple. I, Jim, I will share the floor with I, you. I'm going to go Sunday school answer. Prayer. Mm. Boy, do we need prayer. That, that we will not get ahead of where the Lord is, that we will do what he asks us to do. But in the meantime, that through prayer, God will connect us to the people that he wants their stories heard by thousands and thousands and thousands of people. 
But just prayer for patience, that I can be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, that that, is, that, that frustration factor doesn't come up. So prayer is a huge thing. So how do they find out more about it? We, um, we alluded to it earlier, but I want to I give you that opportunity, and Martha, that's your area of ex- expertise. So how do they find out more about I Work For Him and the incredible plans that you have for 2018 and beyond? Well, um, they can always go to our website, which is IWorkForHim.com, and that's the number four. We are of that generation that's using Facebook the most. So following us on Facebook, we do tweet. Um, we are trying a few other things, but we're consistent on our Facebook page. So, and, and I'm working on developing some new resource pages and things like that to help in this next year as well. And, and I would think, yeah, just email me. If you've got questions, I'm, I'm available to your emails all day long. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. Ross, you've used your time. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for pulling out of us things that we don't usually get to say. Thank I, you, Ross Eric, with C12 Group. I'm glad to be part of it. Awesome. And, uh, we love the ministry of C12 Group. We love the ministry of C12 Tampa Bay. Make sure you guys check it out online. Work hard, play hard, pray harder. Let's intentionally introduce those we work with and live with to the freedom we have in Jesus. It's all about saying every day, I, I work, work.